0: One of the family. The family. Dogs are a part of it and at the very heart of it. Nikki Campbell explores this wonderful world with the help of special guests and some other family members.
1: Welcome to One of the Family. Now, we are a dog family the Campbell family. I've always been a dog person. Since the day I was born, I've been obsessed with these beautiful creatures. But I am, I've got to admit it, A little bit cat curious. I want to know more. I want to understand the appeal. So, this edition of One of the Family is making the case for cats. (whistles) And to do just that, we have got that inspirational animal champion, Ricky Gervais. Before we hear from Ricky, here's Kirsty.
0: One of the family. I just don't think they're as loving as dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, I never know what they're going to do. Are they going to pounce? Are they going to scratch? Are they going to bite?
2: They're, they're,
0: I think they're, like, they're so hard to read what they're, what's about to happen to them. Maybe it's because I just don't know them. Um, to be honest, I'm very allergic, so I'm not a big fan. Are you? Yeah, my eyes, blow up from them.
1: What about kittens? Adorable. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Different. Different from cats.
0: <laughs> no, it's is <just> like...
1: <laughs> completely different yeah, species.
0: Yeah. yeah. Like most dogs are really friendly in nature, but I think cats are more likely to be um, like grumpy and less affectionate.
1: Psychopathic?
0: Yeah, some could say.
1: <laughs> Making a case for cats, here's Ricky Gervais.
2: There's reasons that I we had a cat and not a dog, um, which is uh, the dog is a great responsibility. A dog, to me, is like deciding to have some children and if you're not set up for it you shouldn't have one and uh, that's a hard message to get across to people when i'm trying to tell people to adopt dogs but i want to go but not if you're shit not if you're a shit person <laughs> i mean it's exactly the same. <laughs> anyway go on that's
1: the me. same well that's what's going to happen at the end of all this people have got their pets
2: it's already started no it's already started i saw one today um, I'm back at work, um, uh, we sorry, we can't give her a good night and it's on Facebook just saying does anyone want a dog we adopted so it's no. already started yeah yeah
1: I'm Terrible well I asked my wife about this I wrote down what she said about cats she's like deranged about them she loves animals she's supported me in all my stuff she absolutely adores animals adores dogs she's you know all my stuff on ivory Parmales, she's been right behind me. She's completely empathetic. We've got a little West Highland Terrier. It's her daughter, you know. Um, it's, we call it the human dog. And yeah. I said, "Well, I said, what about cats?" And she said, "I don't like their eyes. I don't like their fur. I don't like the fact that they poo indoors, and cat litter."s She said, "I don't like the musical cats." Uh, wow, well, it's not. I mean, the music. Yeah, what? Well, yeah, but the musical <laughs> didn't make her. The musical didn't make her not like cats. Um yeah. and she said she's actually she, it's like it's not like everything stems from the musical. She said i I think if she'd been around in Salem witch hunting anyone with a cat, she'd have rounded them up, you know?
2: Well that there's some um, have we started by the way. Yeah. Oh sorry. Sorry. <laughs>
1: sorry. Okay, the real conversation with Ricky Gervais coming up in just a second. But meanwhile, what about cats? What about dogs? Making the case for cats? Well, I commissioned myself to do an opinion poll, scientifically constructed, properly weighted, demographically, socioeconomically, age, gender, and all that stuff. And I asked people on Clapham Common about this burning issue. People on Clapham Common who were walking their dogs. Nicky. Yeah.
2: That's what I'd have got on the telly. You know, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Do, do you prefer cats or dogs? Dogs. Uh, more of
2: a dog person. You can't really take the cat out for a walk, can you? No, you can't. <laughs> you don't
1: have a lovely are gathering. What? asking like... dog owners. What What's that about? What? You're in
2: a park asking dog owners.
1: Because <laughs> I'm, I'm getting the answer I want.
0: <laughs> 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 can
1: I ask you, do you prefer dogs or cats?
0: Dogs for sure.
1: Dogs for you, yeah? 100%. Dogs. Do you
0: have yeah. a cat?
1: And, uh, no, I don't. No, I don't have
0: one. Why not? Don't have a cat, they're why not? I think they're horrible.
1: <laughs> so, do you prefer cats or dogs?
0: Probably the unconditional love of a dog is as I as I get older, I need that more. As the children begin to peel exactly. away and yeah. then yeah. loathe you. Cats
1: or dogs? Dogs, 100%. I never had a cat. I lived with one for a while and we didn't like each other.
2: We just didn't like each other. <laughs>
0: One of the family.
2: Cats have, um, uh, you know, had some bad press, but related to first suspicion. Um So firstly, black cats were the last ones to be adopted, traditionally through superstition, right? Now, black cats are the last ones to be adopted. Do you know why? Because they don't Instagram well. <laughs> I, uh, My mind was blown when I heard that. I just... Uh, the next one i, I, I it's, it's it's one it's not true they're absolutely beautiful but um uh yeah isn't it isn't it strange you, you don't you, you do not want a member of the family to be a fashion accessory it's It's ludicrous. I love cats, I love cats because I love all animals. I think all animals are by definition just uh, perfect unconditionally perfect they've they're all as evolved as each other we know they've been going for three and a half billion years to get where they are today not the, the what exists now which may be between five and ten million species of animal right including insects we don't know there's that's how many there are we don't know that's a guess right? um and they're only 1% of the species that have ever existed. 99% of all species are now extinct, right? We're responsible for a, a, a big chunk of them in the last uh, 200 years. But anyway, and so I love all animals, but I also respect them. And I know I, I, know I, I mustn't and shouldn't keep a, a tiger or an elephant or a wild animal, but I am allowed to keep uh, cats and dogs, um, and uh, I still think it's a privilege. We had our cat, it was, she was 16 and a half, she died uh, uh, last month, and it was still a privilege when she came over to me. It was still a buzz. I just thought, that's amazing, that's a cat, that's a, that, <laughs> that's a, that's a little tiger, that's a tiny little tiger that I've got and it sits on my lap to such an extent that we weren't allowed to move, that if it's sat on your lap, that's a privilege. You can't move if you need a wee. So the other one has to get the drinks all night. So we'd lure it. We'd we we'd compete with whose lap it would sit on. And it's funny because she had different roles. Our cat had different roles. She'd come over to me for a fight or just to sit next to me when I was listening to music, Whereas she'd sit on Jane's lap all night without moving or sleep on Jane's um, legs all night. And then she'd wrestle with me on the carpet. She had different, roles that they're, they're they're amazing uh cats and we th-
1: was- well we think in the same way uh, about this completely i think that I, I i have a fascination with all animals because i think and that animals that we can make a connection with actually stupid boxers who have photographs taken with jaguars and you know and, and leopards yeah god's sake it just does my head yeah. in. um but I have a little bit of minority report on the rest of the family because I'm like you I think any relationship any animal is beautiful if we can have a relationship with an animal it so enriches our lives and enhances our yeah. lives we're privileged we're absolutely that's what I think that's the word privileged. that's
2: exactly the word I can't mm. I can't believe my luck when a when a fox comes into the garden and we make eye contact mm. it's honestly I'm I'm not zen but that feels like And I know it's true as well, that we are part of nature. We're not above it. We're not in charge. We're one, we're not even the most important species. If we were wiped out tomorrow, the world would be a better place. It would go back. It would be perfect again. If bees are wiped out, we're all screwed. We're not (laughs) as important as bees. We're one great ape. That's all we are. And uh, and And the,
1: the dinosaurs were here for 180 million years. Oh.
2: Get oh, your head around it. that. Get I know. The- uh, it's 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 crazy. Um, and also, we're evolving all the time. We won't be this species in you know half a million years. Uh, and we're the same species we were about two hundred thousand years ago. You know, you, you you get you get someone from two hundred thousand years ago scrabbling around in a cave and eating berries. You shave him and put a suit on him, and he can be a computer programmer. Yeah. All this. All this that's happening around it has been so much faster than our biological evolution. Uh, so no wonder we're, you know, confused and we, we suffer from anxiety. I and know. Uh, you know, it's, it's well, I said to someone that,
1: I said to someone the other day. Do you realise that r- around about fifty thousand years ago, there were possibly six different human species? Oh yeah, on the planet, six different yeah. species. And I said, well, well yeah. what do you mean? I said, well, it's like six different types of human being. Now, if you had a Neanderthal on the, uh, in, and actually the whole thing about oh he's such a Neanderthal that's bollocks because they now know that they had a certain culture. So if somebody says you are a complete Neanderthal, you should be saying thanks very much.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, we last uh, as, as uh, yeah as, uh, a hominid species. We we last about two hundred thousand years, but it's a sliding analog scale. You don't notice it. I, um, obviously, uh, Richard Dawkins has got this fantastic model that he uh, um that he says if you if you've got a picture of you then a picture of your dad then a picture of his dad they all look alike they all look alike, and they look more like. but if you if you had enough of those cards millions of those cards eventually one would be a fish <laughs> and i just <laughs> i love that and that's what people can't get their head around it's the scale of it it's the scale of it that we want and um we, you know yeah we're we're all connected we're all connected and we've all been around we've all we we work because we're still here that's it that's why we're here because we we survive that's all that's the reason um and uh, to, uh cats for example cats are the only animals that domesticated themselves they just wandered into civilization and said feed me they're incredible as well because their meow that's made up for us they don't communicate like that. They worked out that meow gets them fed. They're, they're, quite, they're, they're, they're little hustlers. And
1: Do they meow to each other?
2: Uh, they don't know. It's a di- completely different. There's a completely different way they communicate amongst each other than to, 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 to get fed by humans. And they just wandered in and thought, this is nice. This is warm. I'll I catch mice. That's, that's cool. And um, recent findings, the, the people thought that, Uh, The Egyptians were the first one to let in these little wild cats and, you know, keep them as pets or whatever. But they found found evidence, I think it's Turkey, from about 9,500 years ago that they were buried with their pet cats. Um, uh, I love that phrase as well, that um, uh, cats used to be worshipped as gods and they've never forgotten it. I think think that's so great. And there's another one that... um, uh, Dogs have owners, cats have staff.
1: More <laughs> well, from Ricky in a moment. Right now, though...
0: One of the family.
1: What are your views on cats?
0: Oh, just an, just an off-the-head off the question. No recording included, really. Um, I think cats are the devil. I think they're horrid. Um, they don't love you back. They're not very cuddly. And... I would only ever get one if I had a severe mice problem. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but so can't yeah. you understand why people used to worship them in ancient Egypt and other places? Because of the, they have the essence of the divine and their I feline can, grace the is
0: beauty. Essence of the divine? Their
1: feline grace. You, you study history of art at university. That has
0: no correlation to whether I like cats or not.
1: Yes, the feline grace, the beauty of the form. Do you get what I mean?
0: Yeah. I wish I got what you yeah? mean. They're elegant. They're very seductive. Yeah. I suppose that one could say they're regal animals, which is why kings and queens had I them. But I just regal. exactly. I agree. I think Maxwell looks like Aslan. An, yeah. Maxwell is yeah, divine. Our dog. He's got a uh, a face carved by angels. Yeah, yeah. he does. A Renault. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But you're right about the wild thing I've thought about that quite a lot and this is why cats are, I think are quite interesting because I think they are there's a few step a good few steps closer to the wild than dogs because with dogs we look oh yeah definitely on the antecedents we look back on wolves and we think oh that, that that's fascinating but with cats there's all the all the big cats as well and they're just close to the forest
2: yeah there was also less to do to cats before they were called pets than, than dogs. Um, uh, and, uh, and you show that, that, you know, a first generation feral litter is wild. It's just wild. You know, it was not true with, with dogs. Dogs also have a a big, there's a big emotional difference, um, uh, with dogs. Their brains are very similar. They, um, they, uh, they have, they have feelings. They can even, they can even tell our emotions. There's therapy dogs. That know when you're depressed. He does. I mean, they're incredible. They smell. They can. They can smell cancer. I know. They can. They know when you're going to have a fit. They guard us. They guide us. We should be giving dogs medals every day <laughs> for just being the uh, I know. I was meant to make the case for cats, but I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Dogs, this is fine. This is fine. I, I love. I love cats. Um. Uh, but dogs as well. I mean, we haven't got a dog. Um. Ma- mainly because uh we first started when, when we moved in uh, together in various flats we had just awful little flats and we thought it was one uh, not right for a, a dog to be cooped up in a little thing without a garden whereas a cat a cat could go out on the roof and all that sort of stuff um but then i traveled too much and uh um basically we've always had cats and uh, uh but we go walking now once or twice a day uh just to meet dogs, just to scruffle a dog. It's like my heroine. If I, if I haven't <laughs> scruffled, and I know them all my name now, and I call them, and they, it's like, I don't, I don't think of it as, um, when I see someone's dog, I don't think of it as their dog, I think of it as our dog. I think of it as like, there's just, the, it's like air. Well, it's just dogs. They're all weird. <laughs> they're
1: like, yeah. I couldn't imagine. I, I've, he's down there. I mean, I, I didn't know he was there till I turned around, and he just—he just wants to be with me.
2: Yeah, they're great. are there are no dogs are, are proper members of the family. They are companions. They are. Um, they're they're they're, they're incredible, and they, and they've sort of they really are our best friend. They've evolved with us, um, and uh, they they have the same emotions now. Cats. Clearly, don't have that. Uh, and uh, if a cat was big enough, it would kill you and eat you. There is no, there's no debt of gratitude in the cat world. You know what, what you, what you perceive as love, you've got some of. Uh, you've got some of that cat needs. You know, <laughs> it will go to the hottest person who keeps the stillest in the room. <laughs> and I love that about them. I absolutely love that. But you know, you can still get their trust, and you know, they still like to be stroked and um they they still know you and like you more than anyone else if it's if it's your cat um but you're right they've still got their their they've still got their instincts and even though i i think it's, it's clear that you know officially a dog is more intelligent on on just about every every test you could give it yeah i mean yeah you i mean the fact that you can that you can a cat doesn't know what you'll You can't teach you, when you point. The cat looks at your finger. A dog a dog will look at where you're pointing. You know, it's funny as well because there's um, I I I uh, I did read a thing uh, that we've got um we've basically got a, a a sort of second brain in our stomach and there's a there's a nervous system that's used for different things right and that's when you have a gut feeling you actually it's making you think. You know, you are. The, your gut knows something, um, and uh, scientists. Some scientists reckon a, a cat is about as clever as a human stomach, which is so insulting. It's so, it's like, um, uh, but no, a, a, a dog. That, um, but I think a cat's more streetwise. You know what I mean? This is what I would
1: worry about. I would worry about. Like, because I had, when I lived up in, um, uh, in Finchley years ago, I had to pick up the neighbour's cat, which had been run over during the night, oh. knock on the next door, I'm so sorry. And the woman, very strangely, said, oh, thank you, you didn't have to do that. And I thought, yes, I did. Anyone would have done that. If I had mm. a cat, I'd be terrified when it went out at night that it wouldn't come back.
2: Uh, yeah, my last cat, our last cat, Ollie, was a house cat. Um right we even in our in our house before last we even built a little bit of the garden for Ollie to go out that was safe. She never used it. She went out a couple of times, looked round didn't like it, came back in so uh yeah, she was totally a house cat um uh our first cat when we lived in a, in bloomsbury in a in a flat um we used to let her out though the the, the window and she'd go along the roofs and go around and come back and and that was fine and she lived she was you know 14 15 i think um so it depends uh there some some cats don't aren't interested uh it depends on the breed it depends on the upbringing um but uh yeah i am um, give them the choice really uh unless you live on a main road um then it's probably not a good idea <laughs> It's odd that you don't need a license for a dog anymore, not so much in our circles, but there are people that really don't, they don't get, they don't get people's empathy and affection for animals. They just don't get it.
1: I couldn't imagine life without animals. No, I know. I mean, because they, they, you're right, they keep us in touch with ourselves. They put us in our place. They, they, they teach us that um, there is a whole lot that is greater than ourselves and that's really good for us because the problem with Human beings is that we collectively have this kind of uh, need to be superior, need to be super. We need to be better than things. Yeah. About well, racism. I well, know. Well, our attitude. To- we need to be. The minute that we realise our place in the un- in the universe, that's when we will truly achieve greatness.
2: Yeah, and and I think I think there's a there's a um, uh, uh, there is a magic to the that to, that to, 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 to all a dog needs is a bit of companionship. When I see a dog that's just happy to be with its owner, just running along, looking at its mum or dad every now and again, just thinking the dog's thinking this is my best day ever, every day, <laughs> and I wanna, I wanna be that happy. And looking at a dog makes me smile. I can't help it. I don't know why I'm so connected, but um, uh, you, I wish I could bottle that. I wish I could bottle what a dog has and sell it as some sort of tonic Um, because they just make the world a better place. I can't imagine the world without dogs. They're incredible. Um, And I know I should be making the case for cats. And and as I say, all animals are unconditionally beautiful and perfect. Um, uh, But um, yeah, cats and dogs. It's funny that they're so, it's funny that they're so opposite in a way. Because they're ballpark, they're furry mammals, they live at home, um, but they are, they're, they're fundamentally different. They're fundamentally different in, in so many ways. Uh, but um, I, I, I like them because of all their differences. I, I like that, you know, that you have to earn the respect of a cat. You know it's a, a dog's easy you 're nice to a dog he goes, "I love you forever. everything you do is brilliant you 're the best person in the world. A cat looks at you and goes nah you're not you 're not all that you're not all that i I could do better <laughs> he's
1: behind me though Maxwell I, If I sniff his ears, I get taken back to then I get taken back to happy times of childhood
2: well yeah i was again, I was born into uh uh, uh, you know, a family with a, a dog. I I, uh, I inherited when I was when I was first born. I think my first early memories. We had a uh, a grey cat called Smokey, and I think he died when I was about three or four. And my mum used to sing that song on top of Old Smokey. and he used to make me cry. And it was like a party trick. Like friends would come round, and she'd go, "Watch this." And she'd sing that because I thought it was about my little cat, Smoky, right? And then um, (laughs) I got my first cat that was mine um, after that, and he was a a tabby called Paddy, and um, we were inseparable. And uh, I remember he used to wait for me coming from school, and he used to run to the height of the stairs where he could swipe my little head as I walked past. Um, And uh, my first dog was called Lucky, a black Labrador. Um, and uh, I remember when I was—I uh, must have been about ten when I got her. And I remember, um, as a puppy, her little fat belly—it fit in one hand. And uh, and I grew up with her. And um, yeah, uh, she went when I was uh, when I went to university. Um, so yeah, I've uh, I've just always been. I remember right. <laughs> I shouldn't tell this story. Um, I had older brothers and sisters, and this is this is how uh, 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 <laughs> morality was formed in my family over animals. We just... we Everyone loved animals. Everyone... I, I knew uh, my family loved animals. And my brother... So he must have been about, um, uh, I don't know, 35, 40. He already had uh, kids, and I remember um two of his kids when they came over to visit um my mum uh they came running in first they were like six and seven and they went nanny nanny um daddy punched a man in the face in the park and my mum was like horrified and then my brother came in and she went you punched a man in the park and my brother went yeah keep the dog and my mum went oh okay like that was <laughs> Like, that was justice, That's, that was justice. Nothing
1: gets me like cruelty to animals. I, saw I my... don't get
2: it, I've never understood it. it it's the only thing that, I, it, it, honestly, it, it angers me, it ruins my day when I see something on Twitter and I've seen some terrible things and then they come back to me every now and again and I have to stop thinking about it. And I'm so angry and helpless In my show, Afterlife, I made the dog save my life, both metaphorically and literally, because it's true. Dogs mm. save our life every day.
1: So, so yeah, I, I want to just finally ask you about Ollie, because you said something really touching on Twitter, that she was a, a beautiful soul. And I thought, mm. I know exactly what you mean. Anyone who loves animals and understands animals and... As a relationship with animals that that unique one-to-one that takes us to a different place takes us to a a higher level in some ways that we we kind of see beyond ourselves they they give us back to ourselves they put us into our into our into the place that we we belong um and i completely got what you said just tell me just finally about that about that beautiful soul
2: well there's a connection right it's an arbitrary connection um uh because you know there's there's seven billion people on the planet and uh, 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 I, don't, I don't know how many cats so it seems arbitrary that what you know you can't you can't pick out your perfect cat because you don't know what your perfect cat is um but when they become the perfect cat there's something quite magical about it and um uh, as i've said before uh one i think all animals uh, are amazing. They're incredible, and they don't do anything wrong. They don't do anything wrong. They're outside. They do things to to survive. They don't. They don't torture things for fun. They're not. They're, they don't. They don't have more than they need. You know what I mean? They don't. It's like they they take what they need and they and they move on. And uh, as I said, they're they're they're, they're great parents and and then when you get one that's a companion you get a little wild animal that comes into your home and uh it likes you um i i i I just think that's an amazing connection and you're right it it does put us it puts us as close to nature as you can be a friendship with a different species that's that's amazing
1: So you hear what Ricky's saying. If you love animals, and we all do, you should really appreciate and cherish cats because they stand, like dogs, as mediators between us and the wild.
0: Yeah, he definitely had some good facts up his sleeve, which Mm. I didn't think about before. But um, I don't know, for me, a dog is just, a dog I think is closer to a human than a cat will ever be. So that's probably why the connection is going to be stronger. But a cat
1: is even closer to the wild, maybe even more magical.
0: Thanks very much. No worries. And he's a lot funnier than you are. Content after content. Maxwell's groan of ecstasy.
1: Well, talking about content, this is what I hear from Maxwell when he's very content. And I've had incredible feedback for the podcast and thank you so much for that. A lot of people have been mentioning his groan of ecstasy. So I thought, well, maybe it it should be a regular feature. It's a regular feature in his life when I stroke his head, tickle his ears, rub his tummy. And it's the sound of zen-like oneness, a state of spiritual bliss and perfection sought by us mere mortals for millennia. He's found it.
0: Maxwell's groan of ecstasy. That's the
1: one. (laughs) Wonderful.
0: One of the family.
1: Oh. That's my groin of ecstasy. Thanks for listening, and thanks to the brilliant Ricky Gervais.